Good evening, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to the Rum Boys Fantasy Network. Jake, you like my, my, my Chris Collinsworth slide in there? This is pretty, yeah. this is pretty fucking flawless, man. <laughs> what is good, ladies and gentlemen? Welcome to the one, the only Rum Boys Fantasy Network. It's your boy, the Admiral, the leader of the Pirate Gang, the General, Rum Boys Robbie, you boy Robbie J. Check me out, Twitter, Instagram, at Rumboy, spelled with the Z-N-E-T. I'm joined by my co-host for the evening, Jake, Mr. Rumboy's Combat. What is good, bro? Nothing much. We might actually have some form of combat with this Habib fight. We're not sure yet, but... We are not sure. We are not Dana sure. Dana White has said he wants to move Rosenstrike and Ngannou on the same card as the Habib card. They're going to probably move it to Russia. Which I could see like two o'clock our time. I could see it, them trying to get away with that. It, it'll be like at three o'clock in the morning our time. It'll start if we go on at like seven in the morning, but it's fine. It's, like, it's fine. It's fine. It's really I my not. Phone off. I turn my phone off and I watch the next day, and it's a live sport to me. That it matters a lot. I mean, it's. Yeah, we'd have to turn our phones off. It wouldn't. I guess it wouldn't really be a live sport. I, here in America, I could I could assume with everything get going on right now with uh, this whole coronavirus, um, I guess we, we we would all stay up and we would try our best to watch it live. Nick Howard, I'm sorry, buddy, I have not gotten your text. Um, per sources, the slightly less Jewish Adam Schefter. Oh my gosh, ladies and gentlemen, let's get into let, let let's get into the show. We are live. On sportscaster.com. Make sure you guys download the Sportscaster app on any and all Apple devices that you may have in your home. Um, make sure that you're staying your ass at home on top of that. And also binge watching plenty of Rum Boys content. Um, many interviews, many interviews. Yes, lots lots of good stuff. Lots of good stuff. Um, Go age well, too, because there might not be any this year. <laughs> that is very, there aren't going to be any this year. So, yeah, that is very, very fair to state. Um, we're live on Apple. Well, you guys are going to get the, 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 uh, you know, recorded version, but, uh, Apple, Google podcast, Spotify, anchor, you name it. We are there. We are everywhere. So make sure that you guys support us. Make sure that you go leave a five star review on those platforms. Uh, and yeah, keep on, keep on sharing the content and getting, getting us subscribers. We're getting up there guys. Motherfucker. <laughs> Cheers to me. Cheers to you. All the rum boys and girls, what to do? Dilly dilly. No treat. It's not Mike Tyson on the cover or in the background. That's Muhammad Ali. Down goes Frazier. Yup. Except. In Manila, right? Yup. Except we crop Frazier as the coronavirus getting knocked the fuck or out. Deontay Wilder. Deontay Wilder. All the time. Wow. Wow. Let's get into the show, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, first question. Did Matt Rule practically show that he wanted to, in a way, reinvent the Cam Newton era by bringing in Teddy Bridgewater uh, and PJ Walker from the XFL to replace Cam Newton? And is this going to be a quarterback competition? 
I don't think it's a competition. I'm glad Walker is making four times the salary. I wish he could play football, though, but um, no. I, if you want to run that system with... Uh, good? Yeah. I was going to be back. Okay. Yeah, if you want to run that system that you ran with Cam or run any mobile system with Teddy Bridgewater, you're not a good head coach, and he is not a mobile quarterback in terms of how he plays. He is a pocket passer. He likes to spread offense or a wide-open offense. He likes to throw the ball, so I don't think they're going to run the similar offense at all. I don't see any way. Nah. If he does, he does not deserve to be an NFL coach. Really quick, just to, just to piss off Koo. <laughs> it's, it's still here. It's still here. Um, no, nah, I I I feel like he is trying to reinvent, you know, in a way that really? that that mobile that mobilization of Cam Newton, in essence of PJ Walker can make throws on the run, as well as Teddy as Teddy Bridgewater. Um, okay. Both of them extend plays with with their legs very very well. Uh, they just they 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 throw a little bit a little bit prettier uh, than, than than Cam. I mean, there's only been what one time in his career where he's completed more than sixty percent of his passes uh, for Cam Newton. Uh, I thought it was his best year was like sixty five percent or something. Yeah, I think it's like sixty five. Yeah. Um. So I mean, his defense, he threw it deep a lot. That was the offense. He's a deep ball thrower. So. But yeah, I don't think they're going to have any many designed runs like they did with Kim, or I don't think they're going to give the option to have a designed run with Teddy especially, because he's been brittle in his college and NFL career. The reason he's been a backup after the injury. So I think overall he can move, and I think it's an option, but I don't see them having many designed runs for it at all with that system. I don't, I mean, I don't know. No, they don't go with the design runs, because you got to protect Teddy Bridgewater, you gotta make sure that he stays healthy. You gotta keep him upright. Um, so I don't know if they go 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 with design runs uh, per se. Uh, what I do think though that 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 does happen in that in that scenario, uh, you may see the play look, the playbook look eerily similar. I think you're gonna see it, see it, see things eerily similar. A lot of throws on the run, a lot of um, you know rollouts to either either side, the strong side or the weak side. Uh, look for this to possibly be a quarterback competition. Uh, I was shocked. I'm, I'm honestly, honestly, honestly shocked that Carolina, which we'll talk about later, releases Kyle Allen. Not only they, they or they trade Kyle Allen or send him away, uh, so he could join the Washington Redskins, which we'll get into later. And then you bring in P.J. Walker, you release Cam Newton, you pay Teddy Bridgewater. It looks like the playbook is going to be built for passes on the run, schemes of that nature. Um, I like Christian McCaffrey even more now with having those two either or as a quarterback option just because expect a lot of rollouts and then boop, little just quick dump-offs, easy PPR points. And, um, I think the reason P.J. Walker ended up there and actually had interest from the NFL was Matt Rule recruited him at 16 years old, and he played for Temple, and Matt Rule coached there. Exactly. So that's kind of a – he might not be a competition guy, but he wanted to give him a job because he earned it, and he wanted to give his former player a job. I think that we could be getting getting a, a I hope competition. It is. I hope it's a competition. Z- a Temple dynasty? Yeah. Well, they had Zach- one good year where they had, like, 12 wins. 
Zach making it rain on Sportscaster, dropping some tips. Hell yes, Zach, appreciate it. They're, they're little ones, so just, you know, sip, you know, they're, they're, they're chill, chill tips. He didn't go all crazy. Yes, um, Leafs D. Wilger is not a good quarterback. His arm is like Chad Pennington post-injury. But led the FBS in touchdowns, though. He let, did. Let my mans be. Let my mans be. Cubby girl, what's good? And led the country in receptions for touchdowns. David Sills. Yeah. <laughs> athletic white receiver. Yeah, it was David Sills. You're right. Fucking West Virginia, dude. Like David 96, Jimmo. What's good, fellas? Well, okay, okay. So you're not foreseeing a competition. You, you think that's more so just giving PJ I a job? I don't think they want it to be one. I mean, the quarterback, they're paying, what, $20 million? They definitely don't want to see a guy they're paying. Like seven hundred thousand. Then why would you go and get PJ? Like, like you why would you? Up, but I don't think, in their interest, they want to see it be close. I think they want to see the guy they paid twenty million blow away the competition. But we'll see. I mean, PJ is gonna. He's also gonna be a really good health. practice squad um, guy. Bridgewater's health is not great, especially. Well, he snapped his leg on a drop back. So who who are you? Here, here's a quick question: Who are you more excited to see? The second coming of a fully healthy Teddy B on his own team ready to prove himself since Minnesota? Or PJ, first player from the XFL to get picked up into the NFL, Walker? Oh, for sure, Walker. Uh, I do want to see him win, but after seeing $20 million, I don't see that much of a fair competition, to be honest. I dig they that. a lot of money. I want to see P.J. Walker. I'd love to see him go from, like, if there is an award for it, um, MVP, if there were one, of the XFL, and turn it into, like, most improved player type of award for the NFL. I would love to see that, but, I mean. I hope they let the kids it'll be spin. Tough, man. It's, it's very hard to work your way up. But I know you don't love the guy, but Kirk Cousins is a guy that built his way up, and he made, but you have to admit, he outshined RG3 all the time. And how many times did he have to get benched? To he outshined RG3 because we rushed RG3 back from a freaking injury. And we just yeah, ran RG3 terrible. into the well, dirt. He, he rushed back, let's be honest. Hell His no. Like, no, no, no. Hell, that RG3 era, that RG3 era began the injury-prone era of the Washington Redskins. That began, that, that's when all of a sudden the, the injury docket just started to back the fuck up on us. And not in a good way, like an old school juvenile track from the 99 to 2000s. No, this was a bad backup. This was like a fucking semi-wide load. The driver can't see out his peripherals and just fucking backs into a whole house that he was supposed to be moving furniture into. Just fucking wrecks the whole house. That's what happened. That, I believe that we have an RG3 curse. Yeah, well, I mean, my point was just every time you could bring RG3 back, despite how Kirk played, you did. Even And eventually it's like, Kirk, you're, you're the guy. RG3 is just too broken. But I think it's so hard for a backup to get the team, and it'll be very hard for this guy to get the team. If So I think they're all in on Bridgewater. You're not, and I hope he does well. I you do not just compare both, Bridgewater to fucking RG3. No, I think it's going to be harder 
from Walker because Bridgewater is probably gonna be better than RG three, much better. So, yo, I for I don't real know how think he be worse than RG three on a snapped leg that he's playing on. I, I for real think that that part of the reason why RG three will not come onto this show is because he knows that I'm a Redskins fan. He knows that I'm gonna ask. I'm like, okay, do, you, do you miss Robbie it? Probably doesn't remember this ever again. Um, Mark Sanchez in 2018. Uh, yeah. Do you also remember the fact that we were uh, playoff bound, and then JJ Watt broke Alex Smith's leg, so that we had to start Sanchez and Josh Johnson? Come on, come on, because y'all were definitely getting your shit pushed in that year. Y'all, you remember my 2015 defense? Yeah, yeah. It, when it was post-2015? Huh? <laughs> when it was actually 2015 to 2016 and they were good? Bro, yes. Oh, my gosh. We were so good. Were, at... I don't know his name, but we're going to we'll go to the next topic. But who was a linebacker who was there for like 20 years and was never a pro, a pro bowler guy, but he was really good? London Fletcher? Fletcher? Yeah. Bro. London Fletcher. That's really good linebacker tape, kids. Go, go study that up. Keeping it on Carolina... Carolina, North Carolina, come on and raise up. Um, the Panthers also signed Robbie Anderson, which Nick Coward. I was hoping I could, I, I wanted to get Nick Nick in, in here for for this take. Um, hopefully we get him in in uh, Friday night. Um, but uh, the Panthers also signed Robbie Anderson. Nick called it about a month ago. Does this hurt DJ Moore in fantasy or no? I don't think so. I mean, there's timing for everybody involved. If anything is going to hurt him, it's just a lack of communication with the quarterback. And it's going to be a new system for everybody, right? Yeah. So I think a second receiver is never a bad thing. I mean, more single coverage is more chances to get open, especially when there's a new quarterback receiver set up. There's going to be less accuracy and less timing mastered. So a, little, a ball that's slightly off is going to be completed in single coverage might be batted on a double coverage. It's only going to help him. It's just, can he get it with Teddy Bridgewater or Walker? I mean, new quarterbacks are hard to get used to. And if you're comfortable with one, Des Bryant, you might not be used to another quarterback and Dak Prescott. I'm waiting to see if we have breaking news. It does sound like we are 99.9% .9 confirmed on a location uh -oh. for, 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 for UFC... 249. So if that happens during this show, so quote, yeah, 99.99999. We're gonna yep. have to make a card. Yep. So somewhere in the world, we will see. We will see. Uh, but no, keeping it, keeping it here uh, on topic. I feel like this does hurt DJ more a little bit. Like you gotta slide him down your draft board just a little bit because you were probably gonna go ahead and maybe draft him in like like the third or the fourth. You now maybe gotta look at him in like like a fourth, late late fourth fifth round type of area um just because when when, when you got Rob, me seeing robbie anderson come in shows me that all the deep balls are going to go to robbie anderson all the nine routes all the big yardage big percentage passes the the the, the stuff that you know a receiver gets targeted four or five times in a game but those four or five times that they're targeted those four or five times they catch a game maybe they get targeted eight times they catch it five times those five times they catch it they go for 100-plus yards and a TD or two for you. And I think that Robbie the Anderson... The type of guy. 
Yes, except Robbie Anderson's a lot is healthier than, than, than Djax at this point in his career. And you know, bigger. Yes. He's just a bigger build he than is. he'll ever be. So, I mean, I think that Curtis Samuel is the receiver that's hurt the most. You do not draft Curtis Samuel at all. You draft Robbie Anderson first if you're looking at Panthers receivers because I think that these, this, this receiving core is going to be super fantasy-friendly. Um, and I think this receiving core actually may, could even slightly, ever, ever so slightly. He's still RB1, but could hurt CMC a little bit just because now you've got Robbie Anderson who's going to stretch the field. you got Curtis Samuel and, and DJ Moore who are great route runners and really run the intermediate routes really well. So I think you're going to see them kind of running a combination of kind of the same intermediate stuff, and then Robbie Anderson's going to be that over-the-top guy. Yep, and I also think that we have to look at Wayne. Was it Wayne Brady from LSU? Something Brady. Um, I might be thinking of the comedian, but um, he was the passing coordinator for LSU. I'm sure he mm. has something in store to really, even in the passing game, short passing game, to give McCaffrey space so he doesn't have to touch it all a million times a game and get crushed. Yep. So I think there's going to be some creativity we don't see, and there's going to be a lot more space in that offense. Winston, is it uh, Moss's kid? Yeah, uh, I, I, think, I think he's talking about. Yeah, he's if, if he's talking about a tight end that, that that the Panthers are going to go after, he's talking about Thaddeus. If he's talking about because there's two Mosses in this draft, and Thaddeus is Randy's son. Zach is not. Joe Brady. Okay, yeah, I knew yep, it's Joe. Um. No, I, I, I like it. I like it. No, Leafs, I don't think they stick with Ian Thomas. Um, I like I like Nick's take, um, and he's been pretty spot on with this team, actually. So I'm going to keep rolling with the hot hand here, and I'm going to go that they go after Thaddeus. Uh, okay, okay. I like it. I like it. Good shit there, bro. Um, I said that we were going to get into this shit, man. Like I said... That we were going to get into it on, on today's show. The Redskins add Peyton Barber and JD McKissick to an already overpacked, overly crowded running back room. What the hell is Rivera doing? Then plus, you got you can go after Cam or Jameis. And you go after Kyle Allen? What the fuck is going on in the nation's cap? The only thing I could possibly think of is handcuffing your rookie quarterback by giving him a good run game. And in a way, like, this is going to be what you do for a few years while we get your mental side of the game better because he's had, um, he's had issues with turnovers. But that he slowed down. I don't think you really have to do this, by the way, but... I think Rivera fears he could be a turnover machine, limit the passing, get some backs, but I think you let him fling it, honestly. Just let him throw the ball. Let this kid learn. Let let, let mean, Haskins let learn. Let him throw picks. Let him fail. That's what you do. Again, I'm going to go back to quarterbacks and struggle. Do you think Donald and Baker and all these quarterbacks who are throwing picks early are manning Breeze? Not comparing the quarterbacks, but like you have to learn to make mistakes in the NFL. Look at Mark Sanchez. You manage his career for five years. You have nothing. Because he never had to learn from mistakes. So let me just touch on this really quick, really quick. Because, Tree, you brought up a very good point. You brought up, you know, AP truthers left the chat. First off, at this point in time, there shouldn't really be many AP truthers left. We all know that that, that you can buy AP late. 
We know that AP can be plugged and played at a flex, and he can win you some depending fantasy Depending on games. the league, that's like a fourth-week free agent, honestly. That's exactly, yeah. Yeah, depending on the league, too. So, I mean, um, with, with that being said, I don't think there, there's so much as truthers out there. It's just like people know that he can be a game-to-game type of value guy. Um, he might find you two touchdowns one week, you know? Fuck maybe. yeah. Still. Now, with that being said, with that being stated, he's not the back that's going to be going anywhere. You still got Bryce Love. You still got Darius Geis. I think that it's going to be one of those two that's going to be, be, be shipped out. I think that you could very well see Geis shipped out on draft day for draft picks to move up. I don't think that Geis is... You don't, you don't enlist as many backs as they have. We have about six backs. Eight back Or no, seven backs in that room right now because Chris Thompson still has not been cut, released. He's just... Yeah. So, with that being said, with that being stated, um, look for look for backs to start being used to, to 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 go and get go and get draft picks. I don't know what the skins are thinking. I don't know what they're what they're wanting to do necessarily. Um, you have to make mistakes, honestly. Every quarterback in their first three years usually has a really bad year, and they learn and adjust. Dude, I'm I'm more disappointed. In my opinion, it's the Mark Sanchez rule. You can't baby a quarterback for three years and four years and then pay them because they never had that year where they had to throw the ball a lot and fail yeah. and learn from it. You have to make them make mistakes. No, and I mean, gonna, I mean, I feel like you don't trust them. Rivera doesn't trust Haskins, which is not a good sign. Also, with that, also no, it's not absolutely not, and I and I, and I agree with you there. Um, also, another thing to, to to go hand in hand with that notion um, is that I. I don't like the pickup of Kyle Allen to go hand in hand with that Haskins take because you could have went and I get that you know you you have to wait on the physical because of the COVID nineteen uh, uh, pandemic and such so you can't go out there you know and get physicals on on AP see how LASIK is affecting Jameis now so on and so forth. Um, I feel like those two should have been people that, that should have been guys that you go and get. Uh, someone with NFL experience, someone that stepped on an NFL field. I feel like that that's what you need to be. You you need to be trying to gear up and go towards. Um, fuck, pull a Tennessee and, and and go and get a quarterback that's on a sucky team for, that has NFL experience. For all I care at this point, um, go get Dalton. Dalton is available. Um, also, we passed up on Robbie Anderson. Why? Why not also go? Passed up on a great backup quarterback, and I I don't like him as a starter. Brian Hoyer is a great backup mind. Yep, Brian Hoyer. Like Brian Hoyer. Who's not a great quarterback but knows the game and has been it has been through it. So. No, absolutely. But Cam's not the guy. You do not want Cam there and Haskins there in the same quarterback room. That'd be terrible. I could imagine them fighting nonstop about everything. No, I feel like honestly, it it, it would work. I feel like honestly, it would it would yeah, work. I think with Cam is I don't know if he is ready to be a backup. I think he has to fail or succeed one more time. He wants that chance. I don't. And I don't then, think then he'll settle. But I don't think that he that he's not not ready. I can see him being a backup. I don't think that he's not not ready. I, I don't. I don't think that. And I don't think that he would be the backup if he if he came. If Cam if Cam or Jameis came to Washington, they're starting in Washington. Dwayne is sitting for 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 a hot minute, um, maybe a good portion of the season. Maybe he 
maybe he doesn't see the field at all during the season. Well, yeah, if you bring Cam in, you're probably taking a, a big contract on. I don't think he's going to play for anything under $12 million, $13 million. No, yeah. So, um, yeah, you're going to play him all year, I'd imagine. Which, I don't, again, I want to see Haskins get a chance. So, I really think he's the guy you just figure it out. I, I don't think this should be a win-now thing for the Redskins in a way of, like, this is the year we're going for it. Let Haskins no. figure it out. We're clearly, we're clearly not in win-now mode. Like, we're clearly not in win-now mode. Like, if we were in win-now mode, then when the second that, 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 that fucking... We saw the D Hop thing. We would have started calling around and been like, "Let's see if the Browns want to move Odell." Like we would have started getting real bold. We're not getting bold. We're being very conservative, very mediocre. I think that we're trying to get talent that we could develop, build value on that talent, and then sell that talent for better talent. Um, so it's gonna be a bumpy road, uh, Redskins fans, and that's what I've gathered. It'll be fine. It might be a rough year, but the NFL like. 40% of every roster turns over every year, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, there's always a worst to first. There's always a, a two-win to, like, ten-win team or two-win to seven-win team, so. Yeah, yeah. And I think that we're going to talk about it later, but I think that there, there's a team that's going to be that this year. Um, why haven't Cam or Jameis Winston been signed yet? Is it is it because of the imposing physicals that I talked about? No, no. Um, Brady just sent his in. Had a doctor from Guerrero give him a physical and sent it in. Um, I think the concern is there's not many spots for Cam. Let's be honest. There, everybody has a young quarterback. They're hoping makes it in their rookie contract at least with two years left. You're not going to take Cam at that point. Unless, um, that's why I think the Redskins won't consider it. You want to see what you have. Um, you're not going to take Winston at this point because I think his agent's really screwing him over uh, in a way because he's throwing out this, we want $30 million, we want these five years, come on, pay us, pay us. Like, it's really hard because his agent seems like he's not willing to settle. And all these statements are coming from him, and I don't know what's happening there, but, Cam, I mean, Cam is a guy I could see paying for a few years. Winston, he's on a prove-it year. And I think his agent's trying to get more out of him than he can. And I, I could see Winston eventually ending up, ending up with the Chargers. But, like, okay. again, I don't really see him getting that long-term deal that he wants. He's in this, like, sixth-year rookie contract type thing for me. I mean, you might pay him $20 million, but you're, he has to prove it this year. and he's Or he's a backup, or he's done. Like, I think his least defense, he, already ha- he has eyesight now, you can see. No excuses, but, um, <laughs> no, but he needs to prove it. He needs one good year of football of being scot-free of turnover issues, and that's what it is, and he, do- I think he's looking for too long of a deal, and if I'm a team, I would not pay him more than a year, would you? No. Exactly, so. But yeah, Cam's, I think, gonna end up somewhere. I really do. I think it's the Chargers, or somewhere like that, but. Winston, man, I don't know. Like, if he wants more than one year on that contract, I don't see a team picking him up, to be honest. And I don't blame them for not doing so. Winston has to scale back his his, his desires. Um, it's like he asked for thirty million three years. Yeah, it's like it's, it's like a chick. It's like a chick that 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 wants that 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 wants a lavish lifestyle. But it's like, girl, like both you and I are like in the trap right now. This doesn't work. I mean, this is kind of a. <laughs> 
poor taste joke, but what quarterback gets banned from Uber? It's fucked up. That was... <laughs> I cannot believe that you even did that. Holy on, shit. Man. Next topic. Um, oh my god, that That's was good, great. Man. You have to admit it. I, that was really good, honestly. That was really, really fucking good. Except with money get, getting banned from Uber? Come on. There's no way. <laughs> A few guys... Uh, from the XFL have made it into the NFL so far this year. Uh, PJ Walker, Jordan Samu, just to name a few. What what does this mean for the future of the XFL? It's huge. I think this is kind of what they really need, just a feeder system, and I think they have to convince even younger talent in a way, which this is going to be harder to do. I, I don't see many players leaving college at this point. Did you Kobe it? No, it landed on a on a oh, well. thing that my wife said over there. I would have I drink to that. If it wasn't in the way, it would have made it in. But she has it. She has this thing like sitting across from it. So yeah, it's like. like but uh, yeah, I just don't. I just don't understand like how the XFO could have any issues with this because this shows there's players that could prove themselves and get contracts. And now it's a matter of can you get somebody who plays in the XFL and get drafted. I think that's the next step. Players are going to be willing to get their two-year um, degree because you can get a bachelor's degree in three years of college. Yeah. With these players in the summer, and they could play a year of XFL football with their after getting their degree and get drafted still. If you can get that implemented, that'd be great. Then I think you have a great feeder league and get a year of stars. You have like a Zion Williamson type thing. Where say, imagine if Clowney, after that Michigan hit, Say it happened his sophomore year, he finished up that summer, went to the XFL and could get paid in sponsorships. And and that's what I'm that's what I'm thinking is going to be a, be another major factor, um, with with, with this with that this is going to operate as a as a feeder system. This is super super fucking positive for the XFL. Also with that though, look for similar situations kind of to what uh, Kenny Richardson. Had went through. Kenny Richardson is now draft eligible, um, and he could be a XFL player that could. And we and we could see for the for the first time in the draft a guy. West Virginia, wait, West Virginia kid, right? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I talked. Yeah, he's good, man. Like two interceptions in but, one game. That I but saw. what's more, I know he is. He's absolutely phenomenal on tape. But what's also impressive is the business side of his story that he can potentially be the leading example that could break the NCAA from the inside. Um, I, I think that we need this to happen. And I think more importantly, we need a guy like like like, like Richardson's story to become yeah. true through the NFL draft. Because if so and if doable and we start seeing we see this already in the NBA draft where, you know, you have kids that are playing overseas getting drafted in the same pool as college kids. It's going to make that college game a lot more um, competitive. Uh, you're going to see Ju- you're now going to see Juco prospects. The Juco circuit is fucking vicious, ladies and gentlemen. Like, like the, the if you want to, if, if you hear that the NFL is a meat grinder. The JUCO circuit is even more of a meat grinder. Football, in general, when you reach that level after high school, it's, football is literally all fun and games 
up until after high school. When you actually choose to make it a lifestyle and make it a, a career, um, it's tough. It's really tough. Uh, and especially with, with things that happened like today. Uh, you heard about Trevor Lawrence and his girlfriend, right? I did not. What happened here? Oh, no. Cheers to me. Cheers to you, all the rum boys and girls. What to do? Um, get ready for a rant. Get ready for a rant. This was not written on the show notes. This was not written on the script. Cheers, brother. These motherfuckers. So, I should have put this in the show notes. And I'm happy that we brought this up. And I'm happy that we're talking about how the XFL can disrupt the NCAA. Okay, oh. Let me guess. Is it the charity thing? Yes. So. All right, that's crap. He said it said it said Clemson football player. It didn't even mention his name because the NCAA does not drop names. That's all I saw in the headline when I was busy killing myself coding earlier. But yeah, so it was Lawrence, the quarterback, can't yes. get money for other people with his followers. That's hilarious. Trevor Lawrence, I guess him and his girl. It was him and his girl together, like. You know, he's following the example of what Baker and his girl did. You know, was it on her account? I, I don't know if it was on... I think... I don't know if it was on her account or his account. It's on account. her account, I don't know how they could hit him for that. Because... This is the fucking like, NCAA, Jake. NCAA, I feel, comes up with whatever fucking rules that they want to to control money. Okay? They own his likeness. They own it. Fuck that! No! No, no, okay, bro. Okay, this is why. Movie. This is why. This is, this is why is I'm happy. What's my likeness? What is my likeness? What's your likeness? I don't know what that is. It's such a vague term. Th- this is why I'm happy that I did not play college ball. That when I still chose to play ball after high school, this was one of the good things about my enlistment in the military. I could still fucking put on pads and legally hit a motherfucker. Okay, and not have to subject to certain rules off the field that if I want to open up a charity (laughs) because I have a brand based off of my name and who the fuck I am that can influence other people to do the right thing. NCAA, you fucked up majorly with this. Yeah, okay. The man my question. I'm confused by this. He's not paying his fucking bills. He's a college kid. He's fucking living off of ramen. Here's my question. I don't... Or what, I don't this, is the most, this is the most political I can get here. Did you recall that everybody from president downward wanted the, wanted the people paid? Yeah. And they got it. They passed a bill federally pushed by the president, Congress, House, whatever, to get these people paid. Did that happen 2020? Supposed to happen? So why is he in trouble now? We've covered this (laughs) shit on this show. Easy transfer. Like, everybody said, this law is 2020. They can do what they want. We covered this on this show. We did. (laughs) Years ago. That's right, Nick. Nick was like, like, he said, this is why I didn't play college sports. TBL or nothing. And that's what I'm talking about. Bro. But yeah, they passed the law. The bill's passed. It's federally passed. You have to pay the let these college athletes seek sponsorships and outside funding if they choose to. 
But and I think and I think they they went off that wording and because it, it wasn't a outside sponsorship and it wasn't a a a way that he was making money for himself off of his likeness. So therefore it was and it was something that 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 he was doing it out the kindness of his heart. Okay. But so because of positivity, but because of positivity helped his likeness and it is brand positivity, the I NCAA came in and they're like you, the only time you can help people in the NCAA as an athlete is when you're in those cancer hospitals with kids on camera with an NCAA logo on the bottom right of the screen. You have- Thank you. If I'm not making, if I'm not making money off of you being being a philanthropist, bro, fuck the NCAA. You didn't do that with an NCAA logo. We don't like that. Yeah, that's great. I love it. I'm, I'm. Look, I will you cover. You should just be like, okay, see ya. XFL, have my degree, I'm out. I will cover, you know, when sports comes back, I will cover March Madness tournaments. I will cover, um, you know, major, major college football games. I will do scouting and draft analysis. Um, as far as me calling college sports the same way that I call professional sports, I feel like I'm doing a disservice to those players because they're not going to see shit. Yep. So, until, and co- and this is coming from, and I want, to, want people to understand the perspective that I'm talking from too. This is coming from a former athlete. This is coming from, from an athlete. If I have the ability to be good enough at something to where I can make money, then and you're not going to let me, fuck you. Fuck you. Yeah. My perspective comes from the, um, again, I'm not a big college sports fan in general. I was at a work party for my boss, and we were watching the OC Michigan game. And it said, like, how many times Justin Fields is beat up and playing on injury. And I was like, so he's a redshirt freshman. He could literally play this year. What he has, he's fine. His draft stock's solid. Come back next year. And just Fields, to me, is a great prospect. What do you do on the field? Great arm, great thing. I'm like, you're going to have this dude play through injury for his likeness. And no, if I were him, I'd be like, no, I'm done. I'm leaving. Because I can make money. I can rest. I can sit. I proved my draft stock this year. I'm done. I'll come back next year and try to win. But. Like, everyone's like, oh, come back. He'll be back in the game. I'm like, why would you, why would you come back into the game? Because, paid for this. because that, that, that's, that's, that's football leads. culture. Like, that, that, that's football culture. We're, we're, us as players, we're, we're bred that way. Um, to be there for our guys, to be there for the team, to be there for the locker room. There, there's a big camaraderie factor and, and a lot of emotions. Um, but that's forced too. That is something they put in your head in the NCAA because I'm there because. The that shit is put in your head. That's putting your head. Guys, I'm teammates with in college. That's putting your head for the moment of Pop Warner. No, you don't. That's putting your head for the moment of Pop Warner, bro. I'm gonna be completely honest with you. That that was put it. That was put in and, and instilled in me from the moment that I picked up a helmet. Um, from the very, very, very moment that I put on my very first pair pair of pads. You're here for the team. You're here for your brothers. This is this this locker room. This is your family now. Fuck everything else on the outside. I mean, and that's the way that football is. You know, it's a it's a camaraderie driven, very. Uh, it's the ultimate team sport. 
Yeah, yeah. It, 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 it's the it, it's the ultimate team One sport. One player means nothing. Brady can fall apart if his left if his left guard and left tackle get hurt, and he'll get sacked eighty five times next year. Speaking it's speaking of which, speaking of which, you brought up Brady. I mean, we started talking about about cats oh, yeah. getting paid. It's, a, it's not a topic today, but yeah. Yeah, no, this isn't a topic. But I mean, dude, I, I want to talk about Patrick Mahomes' upcoming upcoming contract. I mean, he, his. Check. Yeah, right now it's a, right now he's staring at a blatant check. Um, what do you think that Mahomes does? Like, are you leaning towards him? They paid Kelsey. They paid Hill, right? Yeah. Take what you want, man. They paid you guys. You can figure it out. Your defense is a turnover-based defense until the playoffs when they decided to light it up, which is amazing, great for them. Mostly in second halves because they were behind. But, um, yeah, I, at this point, man, you signed your weapons – you sign the guys I think you're going to be a roommates with and friends with on the road for a while. Just take your money. Yeah. I mean... And and like you signed your two weapons, and you have the best quarterback, in my opinion, the most talented quarterback I've ever seen. And I want to I point did. out something but special. It was behind Aaron Rodgers. I think the most talented quarterback I've seen is now Mahomes. Those two are the two most talented guys. The best quarterback in football is Mahomes. Take your money. Your weapons are there. Cash in for the next six years. Five years. Whatever. And, and I want to and I want to point out something special. The Chiefs. I don't know if you guys follow any of their any of their players or staff um, on like Instagram or Twitter. Me, I'm very big on following teams. You know, they're they're not just their players, but like you know, the I want to know I want to know what the third string tight end is doing. You know, I want to know what you know the relationship between them and their agents is like. You know, I try and get to know every angle of the industry. And what I find fascinating in research with the Kansas City Chiefs is that the Kansas City Chiefs treat football, all, and they've always done this, they treat it Andy like... Reed specifically, he's always done this. Yeah, they treat it like how baseball does with farm systems. And the Chiefs, and Andy Reid specifically, are very quiet about what talent is breeding underneath... The talent that's already at the surface. So you don't really know who the fuck the next superstar is. And I think that we saw this recently in free agency today where um, Bell, the, the the backup tight end, had moved. And I was hoping it wasn't forced. And I was like, yo, please don't be forced in the backup tight end there because I, I really like him in Kansas City. He, like he can, if Kelsey ever gets injured, he can mar- he can mirror Kelsey a lot. Um, that wasn't the case. So I mean. What what I'm trying to get at is, Kansas City is a very smart organization. They can afford, unlike many other teams in the past, to pay Mahomes because they are farming in-house, unlike what other NFL teams are really doing. I think the Redskins are trying to now do that. And that's what I was trying to hint earlier in my take earlier about them. Yeah, it comes down to having that quarterback who can never underthrow anybody with his arm. You can never have too much speed. It can always breed speed into talent. So, dude, they have a farm system forever. Find speed, and Mahomes has weapons. And then they were one of they were the second team. They were the second team to exercise the XFL free agency option, going for Jordan Tamu. Who else, outside of Jordan Love in the NCAA, do you see mirroring? Patrick Mahomes, especially for your defense in practice. So you're developing your defense 
And then on top of that, you have a guy that's probably going to replicate every fucking thing that Patty is possibly are. And who better to learn? Who better to learn from Patty than Jordan? I mean, we see how, how smart the kid was with the Battlehawks. That's it. that system they have going is absolutely perfect, and that's why I really do see the enemy getting the job sooner. I think Reed's going to leave soon, and I think he wants to give the job away to him. And I think it's a coaching waiting spot right now. Without I, being stated, hot take. I love that. I, I love really, that. I don't see anyone else taking that job. I mean, you cannot let the dude that built Mahomes in the film room and knows him more than anybody else leave. I don't see a way you can do it at this point. And Mahomes won't let it happen either, I don't think. I think he's like, bring this guy in. You know what I could do. I'll make it work. No. Do you think that Mahomes was in on the on, on the Tamu decision for backup? Um, I don't think I don't hey. think so. I think he's constantly in talks getting his contract figured out personally. Well, Mahomes strikes me as a guy. Next year, guaranteed. Well, I don't see them keeping on, on the rookie contract this year. If I'm his agent, there's no way you do you you no can't way. you can't win with the guy on his rookie contract and not reward him. Um, yeah, exactly. And then on top of that, I think that they, they, he may have had a little something to do with it. He was like, "Yo, I feel like that that's the kid that could help us." You know. Yeah. Um, he doesn't strike me as a guy to be like, "What the fuck do we need a backup for?" Like, <laughs> if there's a player in the NFL who does not feel threatened with the spot, it is Patrick Mahomes. Exactly. You know, there's so no reason to feel any threat. I just I just love everything that's happening with that organization, the chemistry that they're building, um, and like I said, they're they're farming guys, like like they're building up players, they're doing what they gotta do. Oh yeah, I mean look at their backs, they're all replacing each other, and they're all getting paid and then going somewhere else. But in the same way, it's like they're always finding talent to replace the talent they lose. I'm with it. I'm with it. I want to get into the next topic, but I'm sorry that we went off the cuff there. Um, it's fine. It's a podcast, man. Exactly, exactly. This is what the fuck we do, man. No time constraints. No time constraints. Make sure you guys check us out on rumboys.com if you haven't already. Dilly dilly. Uh, by how many games do you see the Miami Dolphins improving uh, by following this free agency time period? They, they made a lot of moves um, defensively. And then not not just to mention them building on defense, it looks like that more and more that I look into this, Tua could be a guy there for them. And if you don't get Tua in, in your Miami, you could go get Jordan Love. What are your thoughts? So if you're going to take Tua, I don't think he's the guy that you really would expect to bring you wins. Now, you're going to redshirt him this, this year. I would be shocked if you let him play next year. Just let him recover. Hip injuries are not something you want in a quarterback. Um, I could see them winning maybe eight games this year. And I think they're going to stick with uh, Fitzpatrick, ideally all year, and just build. And if they're taking a quarterback, I think Love and Tua both need a year. Tua needs a year to recover, I think. Love, I think they want to have learning year because he's made some bad choices in college on the field. When it comes to throwing into coverage, he doesn't see coverage as well. Yeah. Machine. Um, again, he could be a Matt Ryan and 
clean it up in the NFL and have a really good 10 years where it's like, how do you throw 20 interceptions in college? It's amazing. But at this point, I think their plan is to have Fitzmagic play, and I think Fitzmagic can get him 7-8 wins next year. That's a pretty fucking bold prediction. You came with the hot takes today. You gave is no it a hot fucks. Take? I mean, Fitzmagic That's a hot take. 50, man. I mean... He has like six to eight so, good games so, a year. So okay, he has okay. Guaranteed, explosively bad games, bad year. Thirty-two organizations in the league, and if any organizations in the league are built like the Miami Dolphins, and they got Fitzpatrick at QB, and you bring in Tua Tagalova, and you do not start Tua, I think that you're 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 intoxicated. You're intoxicated. His like, health, though, man. You dislocate your hip. Like, that's one of those things. You have to really build that body back up. Like, that scares me. Yo, shout out. Excuse how I put this. Jag off sports. I I think it was a pun. I think it is a pun. And I like that. I like that as as a fucking... As a company name. Um, he asked, he said, he says, uh, I'd love to tune in just to see you guys rip shots. Do the fans in Miami like Fitzmagic? I know, I know you had a bad season, but he's such a lovable guy. Um, so I'm not, I'm not a Dolphins fan, luckily, luckily. I like Fitz, dude. I don't, I think he's an, I think he's a starting quarterback who's like 16 to 20 every year if you give him a year. And that's, that's his peak. He'd be really bad to get benched, but. I think he can give you seven to eight wins, and that's fine. I don't think they want much more, to be honest. I think they do want to rebuild, but if you're taking Tua, let that dude get his body together. You can't get injured on both legs in college, and then your hip is so, hip injury your junior year. The you amount of your body right. And I'm concerned that if Tua comes in now, his body cannot take the NFL. It can't take the SEC. So, so really quick story time. I remember. Me and Ty Boogie, we had just started the Run Boys Fantasy Network. And, like, of course, when you just start, you know, especially, like, on YouTube, like, you don't have, like, a whole lot of subs, right? Um, You're hoping that subs can help get you sponsors, get you people, like, you know, sportscaster and shit like that in your corner. Um, But anyways, like, I think we were at, like, 310 subs. And we had lost 10 subs right after... We I, we were an upload channel back then, upload only. Now we do lives and stuff, but uh, we were an upload only channel back then. And I went on air, and I had told pretty much everybody I was like, "Yo, you're only gonna get." I was like, or I told them I was like, "You remember when I told you guys two weeks ago before the season, or, or two weeks ago that that you're only gonna get two games out of Fitz Magic, and that it's done?" I was like, "Now look at all of you guys now," and people fucking unfollowed, unsubscribed, it was bad. It was bad. And by the way, I picked a two to three win improvement. Is that so crazy? They won five games last year, I remember. I don't think that it's Fitzmagic that leads them, but I do think that um He play, I think he plays next year, regardless what they do. I, I, I really do. No, I don't think that he I I think that it that it's gonna be whoever whatever quarterback they draft. And I have Miami winning seven games. Okay, so you have one more, or one, you have one less one than I do. I mean, that's not really a hot take, because I said seven to eight wins. Jagoff said, by the way, Jagoff is a common term. People call each other in Pittsburgh, which is where I'm from. Hell yeah, dude. 
I love it. Let's get into the next topic, bro. Um, the Eagles made some noise not once but twice this year defensively in terms of free agency improvements. The Eagles now have Darius Slay and in kill Roby Coleman. Looks like the NFC East is going to have a tough time in Philly this year. With, with the corners taken care of and Sanders in the backfield, should they just focus our receiver now in the draft? What is What should Philly start doing right now? I mean, it, it sounds like the defense is locked up. They need to stop thinking about that. Their D-line was paid earlier. They're aging, so they're kind of stuck with those contracts. Um Obviously, the defensive backfield is absolutely set. And I do not see any way they don't go receiver heavy. And I don't care what receivers left. I don't know really. I don't think anyone knows what the NFL execs think of these certain players. Um, so at this point, I would imagine they take the top talent on their board for a receiver for two picks to start the draft. Or two of their top three picks. There's no way they don't. They're going to have to rebuild this from the start. They paid Carson Wentz. Same thing with Wilson. You have to gut the team. You pay the quarterback. And then you rebuild receivers who know Carson really well like they knew Russell Wilson well. And you're just going to rebuild that team with receivers that, in this case, Carson Wentz gets timing with. Just no. like Russell Wilson built timing with. No, Seattle absolutely. has a perfect model of rebuilding the receiving core with the quarterback after you pay them and let the quarterback work with them. Because, obviously... You're not going to sign a big name receiver right now with the contract you gave Carson Wentz. There's no way. You're working with the draft. Heavy. Not, not just that, brother. Um, hang on, give me one second. Uh, I'm gonna go ahead before this shit even. Oh wait, I gotta wait until it starts. Malcolm Jenkins is. Yeah, you're correct. Malcolm Jenkins. Yeah, you're gonna kind of die. Kind of froze up a second. Uh huh. Alrighty, nah. Um, but no, nah, what I what I was gonna state uh, in, in regards to this particular topic. Uh, for for the Eagles fans out there that watch our show, I mean, you guys gotta go, you you gotta go receiver, um, and then maybe you go and you get, well, unless you're gonna trust Boston Scott as a second back, which I don't actually mind for you guys, trusting uh, Boston Scott as your second back, I think that you just gotta go super wide receiver heavy and line heavy, uh, and maybe even add a third guy, a third young tight end into that tight end room so that he could be learning film mm -hmm. underneath both yeah. Ertz and Goddard. There's one more missing. Hugely. We have a 38-year-old left tackle if you're an Eagles fan. Who's probably not going to come back. So then you gotta, you gotta go Peters, receive. Peters, man. I mean, that's yeah. tough. But they're not drafting early enough to take the top left tackles. I mean, the run on tackles is probably like up to nine and then you're pretty much taking a flyer so i mean you gotta you have to replace peters you need to because that dude's 38 and he hardly got through last season so if i'm the eagles i'm 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 looking at a down slope on alshon jeffrey like he got injured he didn't last i'm looking at maybe i can get lucky and i can move deshaun jackson for some shit um gotta go receiver uh, rugs, Mims, you know, like like Leafs just said in the chat. What, whoever 
whoever's left, whoever your top guys left, man, they're going to be crazy changes. We can't predict. Exactly, Chanel. And that left tackle, man, with Wentz's health problems, you have to secure that. Yep, you got to secure that. Unless you left want a 39-year-old Peters coming back, I would not want that at any point. Um, or 36, 37-year-old or something. I don't know what he is, but you, I know he's you, late 30s. If, if you're Philly, you're realistically replacing two receivers. Like, you're looking to try and replace two receivers. Um, J.J. Arciaga-Whiteside... I'm I'm going in and I'm expecting high hopes out of him and I'm trying to like really like if I'm the Eagles I'm really trying to farm that guy and build him up um to be like hey dude like you saw what the fuck happened last year like you got to be here like you got we got to make sure that you're healthy um so that that that's what I'm expecting to see there on that front uh it's sort of the farm Arcega white side they're either going to move on past Jeffrey or Jackson, you can't. At this point, you can't keep both. It's too detrimental uh, for your chances at playoff hopes when you're in season. And those guys are on the field. If those guys are on the field, and they go down. And you have to bring in a flyer off the bench. You're fucked. But I mean, if I'm a fantasy player, I'm taking any flyer I can get with Carson Wentz because that dude works with nothing. Nothing. And it's scary good. Yeah. No. 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 And again, Absolutely. Okay. I think everyone on our panel on After Dark, wherever you find is a Carson Wentz guy. I think we do like to like him as a quarterback when he's healthy. We admit the health issues, but yeah. I mean, that guy has worked a lot. I think left tackle's huge. I don't know what they're going to do because, I I mean, they're going to find a, a gem in the third round because you're not going to take one in the first, late first. I don't see anybody there worth taking at that spot. So it's fucking You're going to have to find it still or you're going to have to work from the right side of the... Zach, yeah, Zach Ertz is still there. Yeah, but he's a touchdown guy. He's not a 20-20 to 20 guy. No, absolutely, absolutely. And if you're um, relying on Zach Ertz as your guy that's going to get you 100 catches, good luck because you do not want that guy as your main receiver. Well, Dallas Goddard has, has also stepped a lot in that role, and I, wor- and I worry. Oh, yeah, man, they have two. They have two of the typical white tight ends, as I say. Yeah, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not. I'm not trying to go out there and get Zach Ertz this year because of the fear that he could get hurt in that offense, which is much with as much as he played already through injury last year, and Dallas Goddard being able to have the ability to step in and really be a threat. His role is being replaced very slowly. I could tell in the next two years there's going to be a complete transfer, I feel like. Um, we are through... Our, our our first hour of content. We're gonna get into some final topics here. Um, I'm gonna let you go ahead, fucking go break the seal, and then I'm gonna also go do the the same thing. Oh, I gotta go piss, so I'm gonna piss really quick. Uh, play some music, and we will be right back with you guys here on the Run Boys Fantasy Network. Yeah, yeah.
It's going down the Rum Boys Fantasy Network where we give you your work up. All that sports content that you love. Whoa, whoa. Let's get it, ladies and gentlemen. What is good? What is good? We are back. Guess who's back? Back, back, back again. Again, again. The Rum Boys back, back, back. Tell your friends. Make sure that you guys do share on all social media. You try and get more subscribers to come to the channel. We're almost about like... Like... 22 away from 2K on YouTube. We are so close. We are so close. I... I I can feel it coming in the air tonight. Sing with me, Jake. Oh, Lord. And I've been waiting for this moment for all my life. So I'm going to keep playing, man. I'm going to keep my day job. So, so what's our plan for the 2K stream? We haven't figured that out yet. We are going to figure that out. And I won't be playing 2K, by the way, because that... So that that franchise is absolutely dead. I so. just I just got an offer to where I I will be calling some uh, some some esports for you guys, and then we're gonna call esports first, and then we'll play the actual game and see how it turns out in real life. So I'll call the the esports version, then I gotta flip over and call the um the the real version. So that's gonna be interesting as fuck to do during this quarantine period. Hey yo OJ. Getting chased in a Bronco is on ESPN right now. Coverage of Chopper number two. That was such a great moment in my life. Not not great for for the poor little white woman that got killed, but he's innocent. I know. No, no, yo, if the glove does not fit, <laughs> you must quit. And that glove clearly yeah. fit, and he pretended like it didn't, and it was he hilarious. <laughs> it was yo. He was like, hey man, he, he got his though, man. That, that dude has been broke ever since and I think every sentence he's ever made has gone to some somewhere else. Um, but nah dude like like yo OJ OJ putting on that Bobby would never call Fortnite. Fortnite is too low to call. Oh OJ putting on that glove reminded me of homie from fucking scary movie two. Take my strong hand and then fucking and, and like fear fucking a girl bro like that's what it reminded me of bro like it was like OJ trying to put on that glove was like eh. See, here's the thing. He held the glove like this, like it wouldn't fit, and slipped it on like it did fit. And Bro. that's like, oh, it doesn't fit. Like, I can tell it doesn't fit. See? It fits you, dude. If the... it, and it was sitting in freaking ice to hold the DNA evidence. So Jake, that's why it shrunk on you. Jake, but, say it with me. If the glove does not fit, fit, you must acquit. <laughs> Let's go. R.I.P. Robert Cochran, because you were a great attorney that got yeah. a lot of people... Who probably should have gotten off. <laughs> Yo, fucking, fucking shout out to Johnny Cochran, bro. Yo, his firm was in was in DC, and I remember like the first time I got in some real trouble, he had just passed. And I was like, damn, I guess I'm not spending this money on a lawyer here. <laughs> I was like, I'm fucked. <laughs> it was for a little petty weed charge back in the day when weed was illegal. There was, yes, kids, there was a point in time when that did happen. Let's get back into the rest of the fucking show, though. Mm. Cheers to me, cheers to you, all the rum boys and girls. What a do, dilly dilly. 
So this crit is rough, man. This crit is rough. It's not good. That is not a cool way to segue into the next topic. Holy fuck. Um so I mean this So first things first, how how have you been doing your part, Jake, during this whole pandemic uh that we're all dealing with? What what have you been doing to do your part? I work from home cool and i uh if i had to go somewhere it's like 7 a.m to like 8 15 that's about it okay so are you guys and all this stuff is a grocery store so we're on mandatory shutdown statewide so the only thing is a gas station or a grocery store so everything's pretty much shut down besides takeout gas station and uh grocery stores how are how are rations going for you yeah. <laughs> it's going. <laughs> He's like, uh, it's going. He's like, fuck. Do you uh, have enough toilet paper? Hey, man. To be real with you, I've been playing a lot of an- Animal Crossing, <laughs> a lot of Pokemon, a lot of Witcher, and watching a lot of anime. Uh, and I'll literally just being, being a nerd like I am. So, I will, yes, I will kill it on that. Have you, be- have you missed being on air? Hmm? Have you missed being on air? Yeah, I mean, for sure. I miss friends. Like, like so, um, what's the one thing that you miss the most during this whole period of stay at home, hashtag social distancing, quarantine life, quarantine and oh. chill, whatever you want to call it. How are you, what do you call this period, and what do you miss the most about normal life? So, this usual, like, stress-free area where I just, like, watch anime, play video games, and have fun, has been my work area. So, like, I walk in here at a certain time, and it's like, okay, this is what it is now. It's nine hours of coding Excel sheets, GIS mapping, looking at complicated codes, and, like, trying to figure out how to make it look good and sending it to people. I'm like, this is, like, my nine-hour-a-day thing now where I have to be here, so it's not near as relaxing, you know what I mean? It's like, I come in here, it's like, okay, cool, I'm done with this stream. I think, like, I'm going to get ahead and do this ahead for tomorrow. I don't have to, I'm not working, but this is like my office now, so when I'm in here, I think this is my office, so I'm thinking about work tomorrow right now, which is one thing, like, I'm thinking about what I have to do. That's a crime, Jake. That's a crime. Okay. You're off the clock. You're off, you're off your real clock, and you're no, on this clock. I know, but it's weird, because like, I'm sitting here tomorrow, it's like, well, I'm going to be here tomorrow at this time, making this edit, sending it to this certain person in office. Working with it, so they have to tell the people this. It's going to be written about in the papers, and, like, they're going to show the local cases. Because I'm tracking coronavirus constantly. I know. That's the thing I'm doing. So it's like, I'm stressed about it because I know there's more. I'm like, I'm going to have to have this many counties to it, do this, run this equation, run this time slider. Because it's it's like, okay, I'm just thinking nonstop about how terrible it is. Right, and So, awesome. like, this relaxing area has become my work area, so it's like a... Just no. I want to go back to the office and make that where I'm stressed out and you make should, this right. You chill. should do a three-part series until Khabib and Ferguson is official. You should do like a three-part series of your top ten fighters and just just relive the good old days with, with the fans. Hey, man, that was last Saturday, man, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah, they they, they, they sure. streamed all of that. Yeah, for sure. For, or they, they played all that for sure on ESPN. Tito and Chuck. Um, Not great MMA today, but it was great for its time. 
Fuck yeah. For me personally, what I've been doing to do my part, I've been keeping my, 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 my black ass inside. I'm going to be honest. Um, I've been keeping my ass inside. Been limiting as much interaction as possible. I'm going to be fucking completely real. Like, not having social interaction. Um, I don't know. The feeling of some poor first grade teacher on a Saturday night backing that ass up on you at a local bar is just something that I miss. Um, uh, you know the, the the feeling of having a cold one with the with, with the crew with the boys, and I, I mean of course you know I love you guys you know but we work together you know I mean my 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 friends outside of the office outside of my job outside of being the CEO of Run Boys Fans Network, um, I miss I miss the sound of when I wake up after a long night of a hangover. Opening up my Snapchat and drunk and drunk women going, hey, and it's just like women walking out with like bottles with sparklers in it. It's just a good time and it's just life being lived. I miss my kid being at school and me not having to be the teacher because that fucking sucks. Um, teachers are special and there's a reason why they're teachers and us as parents aren't. Uh, so there's a lot of things that I, that I miss. The, the sound of the, the, the sound of, of wood cracking and Cracker Jack snacking at, at opening day. You know, opening day here in Colorado when the Rockies play. That is the season of hotivities. There's a lot that I miss, and they all surround the, around sundress season. So my heart's broken, to be honest, Jake. Yeah, I mean it's. It's a weird thing now because I miss having the option to go places, but it never went before. You know what I mean? Yeah. Cause you know me, I don't go out, man. I mean, if I were to get what I, if I were to get a, a pour of this, man, it'd be like seven ninety five. I'm not gonna go out for that. So and yeah, I will find it most likely. So it's one of those things where it's like I miss having the option just to go out and just hang out with people. Fifty cent wing nights. Fifty cent Plus, wing I nights. Mean, I still haven't had my birthday party from work because of this whole thing. Oof. So we've kind of like prepared for it to begin with. Bruce, and I Bruce, kind of miss being able to bet on sports. And Yo, real. hey, Bruce, Bruce, we covered your Miami Dolphins earlier, man. So I ho- hope that you check that out. Um, yeah, but I miss being able to like just bet on sports, and I miss the tournament. Dude, it's very, but that's I'm past that. That's one of those things. Hey, it happens. Who would have won? Who would have won the tournament? Had you put it all in? Who would have won the tournament? I mean, I was kind of. I had two. I bet fifteen, and it would have been if San Diego State won. Um, I would have won three ninety, because again, the odds are crazy. It was before the selection Sunday, and I bet um, Duke. As well, and I still would have won like one thirty-five, I think. So, bro, um, those were early. It was like pre-everything, pre-picking the teams that never. This was gonna be so. This was gonna be the first year that I was gonna go underdogs, and I was going to go Dayton, San Diego State. Like I was gonna go underdog, underdog, straight up. Yeah, man, twenty-eight and one. (laughs) Bro, I was ready. I was ready. I was like, yo, I'm I'm gonna kill him this year, like. It is what it is. Um, let's get into another serious topic, though. Um, we do want to make sure that here on this show, 
we make sure that we want to make sure that you guys understand how serious this whole fucking situation is. Like to be honest, stay your asses at home. Um, we are purposely coming to you guys with content every day with the intention of we're going through the same thing as everything else in here on our end. I always like to make sure that as a company, we're always on the right side of history. Um, that's how you go down and you and you and you're remembered. So. We've been practicing social distancing. We're coming to you guys with all of our stories about practicing social distancing. Do the same thing. Um, for anyone and everyone out there that's still thinking, oh, well, like, I'm still going to go fucking enjoy my spring break. Go get drunk on the beach and, you know, go get laid by some fucking college frat boy or, you know, some college, you know, sorority chick. Just stop. Just shut the fuck up and stop. Um, think about it. Think about it as uh, as if Ronaldo. I, I know I blew out my mic. I blew out my mic. Well, I didn't blow out my mic, but I fucked up the cord for it. But um, so I gotta get. I'm, I'm getting a whole new mic set up here in the next like week or so. But um, no. What I, what I want to really focus on and why I'm saying saying this is like think of someone affected by COVID nineteen. As someone close to you, think of that as grandma. Think of that as like you know your young kid, or you know something like that. Um, Carl Anthony Towns posted a very strong message. Yeah, his mom's in critical, right? Yeah, his mom is in critical condition. Has now reached the point where she is in a coma. Imagine if that is your mom. See, what's weird is. Might be the last time I watched ESPN because, again, my gamer side loved to watch his collection of N sixty four and PS one and PS one and uh, Super Nintendo games. But yeah, I mean, I saw his mom, and it's like one of those things. Like I don't know her, but it's like a weird thing where it's like, yeah, she was on camera enjoying her life four years ago, and this just happened to her. So, I mean, it's terrible, but again, it it does hit that age range. So I don't know what else to really say about it. It's awful situation for him and everyone else, but yeah, man, like she was a big thing on ESPN. So I mean, I remember him showing off everything, and it's like, well, she was there being smiley, happy, and then it can happen to anybody. So. Testing, testing. Can you hear me? Alrighty, hang on. Uh, as long as you're able to hear me, if you can hear me loud and clear, then we're good. Um, no, I mean, absolutely. I mean, and I want people to think about what Jake just realistically said. Um, absolutely. I mean, and, and 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 I don't want people to get misconstrued. For us, as reporters, this isn't the stuff that we want to you know report on, and we want to bring to you, and we want to bring into your homes. But for us, as reporters, we do have a job, and we do have to do something in terms of educating people and just making sure that you know we're we're fighting the fight, you know. 
we do have a uh, we do have a responsibility. I need one too, dude. I'm about to hit up my barber. I'm about to be like, dog, dog. So we doing this like we back in the hood, bro. Like, are you coming to my porch and cut me on my porch? It, it's. No, absolutely. Rob would say I don't have white person hair. I have. I'm not saying it, but you got nigga hair. Yeah, yeah. I'm not. <laughs> it's I, so uneven too. That's the worst part. It grows on. It that is. Side. It is. It grows on one side of my head. In my head, so I'm waiting like right there for this to catch up, and it won't. Look, coworker to coworker, I love you, but sometimes that shit annoys me. <laughs> I'm like, God damn it! It's he's what? getting he's getting he's getting. Freaking Wolverine style again. I'm doing my it beard? too, though. No, your hair, really. Because my beard's always... Just, yeah. Well, I haven't trimmed it for a minute. That's why it's getting out of hand right now. Yo. The <laughs> beard maintenance is a must. My shit is getting out of control. I'm like, fuck. Let's continue moving. See, the thing with mine is, it grows in full. It just grows out. And I'm just like, I'm not cutting it myself. Someone else is. Yeah, someone else so always. So it's going to work its way out. <laughs> someone like else always, always, always. I trust my barber with my life. Um, you, Blake Sinclair. Um, I wish I could grow long hair. We can't. If we grew long hair, it'd be bad. Mm-hmm. <laughs> if I didn't cut my hair for two years, it would be Anderson Barishow. That's not happening. Yo, he's over here looking like the second coming of Wolverine. I'm looking like one of the members of Jackson 5. We don't want those problems. Um, Maybe I should go Wolverine. I should just like go sideburns and a full beard. Like, mutton right chops. There. Go mutton chops. Oh, yeah. I'll cut like, like right there. Right here, you know? That would not happen. You fucker. Um, Real Madrid star, Luka Jovic. Faces jail time in Spain after breaking quarantine order to see his model girlfriend. Stay your ass at home or nah? I mean, I don't know how Spain's doing things. I understand that the U.S. can't really put sanctions on that, even at the state level or local level. Um, I would have to know exactly what the law was. Um, and first of all, if you're going to do that, you should know the curfew, right? Um, you have a nine o'clock curfew where you're at, you stay. Isn't this common sense? I'm pretty sure if it's a curfew, you go right before the curfew and you could be there. Um, <laughs> so this is dumb on his part and probably a government that is more powerful than ours. So I can't really speak on it besides you probably knew there was a curfew and you probably didn't follow it. And you probably know your government can actually do this. So it's probably on you to know this. And it's not good for you, but I can't really not criticize you. Because you know the rules. You know the law in place. You should probably follow it. They don't agree with it, but you should probably know what would have happened. Because I'm sure they follow the law. 
they had. I feel like that must have been some good ill nana for him to sneak out and get caught past curfew. Like, like even if you snuck out early, bro, that means you got caught up there and you, like, hit that joint two, three more times. And it doesn't then matter you... when you leave. It matters where you're at. That's the rule here, right? Exactly. It's you... not when you leave. And you have to be at a certain spot. And you have to have a reason to be there. And at 9 o'clock or whatever curfew it is, you have to have a reason why you're there. And if you're not there, you're back. I mean, it's... Bruh, you should have kept Joe ass either A, inside and made her quarantine and chill with you. Or, which you should be doing because you're an athlete, you're a soccer star. Um, or B, you should just quarantine and chill there for the night and just kept clapping cheeks. There was no need for you to go out. Now you facing jail time or either a fine in Spain of all places. And that's it's just, a fine, let's be real. He's not going to do anything yeah. to fine. But I mean, you know, I would it's not. It's going to be Euros, whatever, whatever they're going to do. I ain't fucking around I Euro, in Spain. I know Spain split. They do like different currency. Euros is generally most of it, but the cool part, depending on where he was, might not be, but yeah. <laughs> What's with the curfew? It's not like Corona only goes out after dark. Um, they treat, they have to treat the air and treat everything in, on the streets so you don't touch it. Basically, they have to spray it down and kill bacteria. And yes, if you're out, they'll probably spray a person. It just, it just also... Not the, again, not, not in the U.S. <coughs> it's not like that here. Also, it's just helping and, flatten the curve. It's just helping to flatten the curve. And we have spring <clears throat> breakers who don't care and are ruining everything for us. So. Um, The Olympics being postponed, bro. Should they have... Do they take too long to do this? Did um, Tokyo take too long well, to do this? So I, I laughed the second I heard they had to cancel it because Canada dropped out. Well, but um, they had to cancel it before then anyways. But go exactly. ahead. Exactly. It took a country to drop out of it, right? Um, to, to me, it's like an issue of I don't think the four-year cycle is as important as it used to be. And at this point, I could just see, okay, fine. We're going to have the next one in four years, and it's going to be a three-year gap. And then we're going to correct it later. I don't really see a problem in moving it. And I don't think the four-year gap between summer and winter is that big of a deal. And if you want to do a four-year gap, that's fine too. But obviously you got to move it. Because there's some countries not affected, some countries not testing, and you have to deal with it as it goes. So I don't really see any other way. Like It should have been moved immediately after Italy is in the Olympics. And you realize that's the worst spot for Corona. No, dude, definitely, um, well, definitely and absolutely, uh, I, I couldn't agree more, um, with that said, with that being stated, like, two-year gap, whoa, Blake St. Clair said two-year gap, he thinks it's gonna go 2022, I don't see that, um, oh, is it, is it a two-year gap, is it? It's a four-year between, okay, it's a, okay, yeah, it's a four-year gap between, the summer and summer. I think this might be a three-year gap. Yeah, for the winter? Um, I think it's going to be, yeah, winter, three-year at this point. I mean, we'll see how it play how it plays out. Because um, winter's coming up, right? I feel like I'm dumb in saying that. 
I think it's summer yeah. though. For 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 any for any country to feel like they have flattened the curve on this, they've gotten ahead gotten ahead on this. All the evidence has shown us that we're all fucking wrong. We're all wrong. Um, none of us have gotten hey, ahead. Hey, China, work is back into everything. They're all back in. Um, mostly, it's a art art country with with video games and stuff and anime. Guess what? Spiked up again. Just imagine in the U.S. when all the kids go back to school. Spike instantly. So we I just. Mean, we're expecting a spike. It's just we're gonna manage the spike. We get the people who need the care the most out of it, the elderly, and then the spike can happen to people like us. We get we just get sick for a few days. But yeah, I mean, you can't have it. There's no way. No. It makes zero sense. I mean, I mean, swimmers swimming in pools together and and weightlifters yeah. throwing the same weights, gymnastics members touching the same mats. We just gotta do what we gotta do, and this is what we're wrestling, having to do. I mean, come on, man! You can't do wrestling right now. No, no, dude! I I so wanted to cover some Olympics, especially Summer Olympics. Um, they're the fun ones too, yeah. Because I feel like winter's all Sean White whenever he decides to show up, and then everything else, nobody cares. You have that Katie girl from the women's U.S. team. No one gives a too. fuck about the Winter Olympics. We care about Summer and you, Olympics. It's you're near Aspen, and you're saying that. That's the sad part. You're like the X Games winter capital. capital, and you just don't care. No, so I mean, not with that, not not moving and grooving with that. Um, I'm, I I don't like that it took them so long, but I get the aspect of them taking so long, and the aspect of these athletes. Well, train. country pulls out. You have to, yeah. I mean, yeah. I think it was gonna happen, and that's fine. I mean, I don't think these athletes like having a full year break, right? I think they wish they could. No, because the athletes, that's actually what I was going to say. The athletes, they're they're training for a whole time period, a specific time period for their bodies to get right and manage to perform at that peak period. And now it's thrown off cycle. Yeah, I don't know. It's, it's what it is. I'm not going to lie. I watched my, Michael Phelps get the eight medals, and that's about it in the Olympics. And I watched some USA basketball in the... Um, Redeem team. Yep, the dream team, the redeem team. Yep, the redeem team. And yeah. other than that, man, I, I mean, the Olympics kind of bore me. I think it's the announcers that just kind of kill it for me. Oh, the announcers suck ass in the Olympics. We're not even gonna front <laughs> front. Bad, man. Uh, I'm I'm not it. gonna sit here and act like. I'd rather like, watch tennis than the Olympics. Which yeah, is the, the the Olympics commentators. Um, I hate to say that as a play as a play by play specialist that I'm colleagues with those guys because it's like. Complete misrepresentation. Um, let's go ahead. We're going to get into our final topic now here uh, for the night. Um, and uh, I apologize just one second. Um, the greatest athlete of all time. Who do you have as the greatest athlete of all time, bro? So I thought about this. Hold the button in. Hold the button in. I went between physical Ability versus just natural, like production in that sport. I'll and be like right I back. Said, the Olympics, man. Um, I have to go Phelps. Um, in his sport, because I could go physical ability, could do much else. He dominated four Olympics. Keep going. At that point, and twenty-three golds. It's really hard to say that he's not some of the top. And 
I wanted to say LeBron, obviously. He's probably my favorite athlete of all time. But at the same time, there's debate there. I don't think you can debate that the most dominant athlete in the world at his sport is not Michael Phelps for a very long period of time. So that's my take on that. And I'll let Robbie come in and maybe counter. But, I mean, and I have to go if I'm not going to have him as maybe Jesse Owens as well. Like, it's one of those things where everybody compares with the U.S., if you're going to compete against the world as somebody who doesn't watch it much, you have to see who's the best in the world and who's the best athlete at what a sport is considered worldwide is. Because I could say football is Brady, even though he's not a great athlete, but it doesn't make sense to have Brady as a top athlete to me because only the U.S. plays football. I have to go Olympics and we're going to say top athlete in the world. Um, Of all time, by the way. I have Phelps. I have to. And what he's doing, he dominated the world competition for four cycles. You, I don't know who could beat that. I got to go against you. And I got to go with the man that's pictured here. Ali? And, and Muhammad Ali. Oh, shit. Yeah, it's so opposite, I know. Um, um, no, I have to go with Muhammad Ali. Um, I feel like, like, like Muhammad Ali was such a, a, a practitioner and such a technician of his sport. And worked harder, and, and even outside that ring, had that swagger, had that gift um, of, of gab as well, to where he could sell his business to where I think he already yeah. psyched you out before he stepped into the ring. Um, I just think that, that, that Ali is the greatest heavyweight that we've ever seen, the greatest boxer that we've ever seen, the epitome of boxing. It is what you wish that you could be in terms of boxing. It's what you wish you could be. In terms of an athlete, I don't know a single athlete that doesn't look at Muhammad Ali as one of the top guys to ever do what an athlete has ever done in their sport. Um, yep. I, I I gotta go. I gotta go, Ali. See, there is a trend there. We both picked global sports for a very good reason. Yeah. We did not pick LeBron, Jordan, Brady because we know there's athletes that could do it. We went combat sports and we went Olympics because people will say Brady's that U.S. athlete. He is, but at the same time, it's very hard to say he's a top guy because if you look at it, no one else plays football. It just doesn't make sense to compare him to the rest of the world. And if you look at LeBron, I'm sorry, the U.S. is still better at basketball. If you're a LeBron or Jordan guy, it doesn't matter. It's pretty even at this point. The U.S. is better at basketball. You can't say they're the best at what they do because the rest of the world is like I, I have a better chance of finding someone yeah. in their prime that could probably compete with, with LeBron, you know, on a day-to-day. -day. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, than then me finding someone that's going to compete with Ali. Or Phelps, right? Like, it's one of those yeah. things, like, these guys are just better than everyone else. And everyone does this sport. This is a sanctioned event for the worldwide talent to see. I, I get okay. that. The thing with Floyd, and I think his Money Mayweather thing hurts him on this one. I think the business side of Floyd has hit him to the point where it's like, he takes fights. It's just, people see the money, and he sees where the money is the best, and he has the best chance to win. Yep. And I think the Money Mayweather is more of a business, and it makes boxing the business to him, rather than the actual talent. Yeah, Ronaldo, I'll I agree. Ronaldo, I'll agree. Brady, best QB, not best athlete. Okay, I I'm going to say this now, and this is going to be maybe a hot take. 
quarterback's the most impactful position. Brady's been the most impactful quarterback, in my opinion. I think Brady's the best football player of all time. And I hate to say it. I just think so, personally. All-around football player. Oh, shit. Fuck no. No. I just have to say no. impact. I have to say what he does. I have no. to say when he played. No. And I have to say the areas he changed it. No. Okay, you could change it, no. but... No. I don't like saying it either no. because no. You know, I don't like Brady. No, 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 motherfucker. I can say no. Jim Brown biased. Best quarterback. He's the best quarterback. He's the best quarterback. He's the best quarterback. I mean, but to say like football player, I mean like there's guys that on their film, they're passing, catching, you know, playing multiple positions like all around the field and just being an all-around football player. Like if you're as a football as a football player, I, I look at that differently. I mean, but best QB hands down for Brady. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Um, Blake, you're looking at like Y A Tittle or something. <laughs> like it's hard because like the game changed so much. Yeah. Blake, and the most impact you could have as a quarterback, and this guy was the best at it. I don't know. Yeah. Blake, for you I, with Floyd, Floyd doesn't have the same the same records, the same accolades, um, and also the same no. image as, as as Ali. Ali was just a fighter no. through and through. And a fighter in everything that he did. Um, See, yeah, and it's a big deal with Ali, and we, we don't appreciate this about him. He did all this in an era where it was not appreciated. People wanted to see Floyd lose, but they really wanted to see Floyd win. I don't think people ever disliked Floyd. Um, Ray, Ali stick around. mastered something here in a way around no, I was telling I was telling Ray Ray to stick around. I was telling Ray to stick around. We're gonna do something for Ray here in a minute. So I was yeah, telling that motherfucker stick around. Here's what Ali did. Ali found his haters, criticized them, and then he found his supporters. And what he did better than everyone else is criticize them. He wanted everyone to dislike him because he knew people would mass watch something he was in. And that's what he mastered. He, if nobody liked you, a lot of people watch you to lose. And people say, like, they loved Ali from that era. They did not. Ali wanted to make everyone hate him. Right, Robbie? Yes. He wanted everyone against him because, he, again... He wanted everyone against him because of what he stood for politically. Kobe Covington, for example. He used this as better than anybody else right now. Everybody who was cheering him at the event when he was against Kamara Usman, what did he do when he looked in the crowd? There was a dude holding a beer, right? He called everybody holding a beer right now a dumb alcohol. He did and he said, you should hate me. I hate all of you. And he wanted everyone to hate him for a reason. Why? Because if you're hated, people buy what you do. And Ali knew that. So he was the first to get negative attention into sales and make money doing it. And he did it before it was funny. And now it's movable. People make fun of Colby. They like him, even though they he's criticizing them personally. But when Ali did it, he went to jail. <laughs> yeah. So he deserves appreciation for that. Because he was anti-war before anyone else was anti-war. And that's why he deserves the respect he gets. Because, I mean, people copy him. You can't be Ali. Because he risked everything. He he did. Be... He did. He did. Ali risked everything. And then after he risked everything, after becoming an American staple in our, in our history because he risked everything, he ended up reshaping our own history and still coming back and still being a champ and still being a force and still being that bad ass motherfucker and the work ethic that went on with him and that he transferred to his daughter Layla something unprecedented that we haven't seen in sports I gotta go Ali the greatest uh, athlete of all time hey y'all 
I want y'all to raise y'all glass at this time, though, because this is the end of the show. Full shots okay. only. Full shots only. No fucking bullshit. No baby back bullshit. Dude, look at this poor man. Jake, I know that you got this. I know that you got this. You're part of this stuff. We got this, guys. We um, Jake, before I get into my big announcement, uh, what what's next for you? What do you have coming up? What what's coming out of well, your department? There's gonna be some articles on the card that releases when I'm saying when Habib Tony happens. It's gonna be a crazy card. Dana said. He said 99.9. I'm taking the hundred. I really hope so. Just as a biased fan. Um, yeah, what, the card's gonna be out. I'm gonna write my opinions on the fights and. Um, Again, I would say who to bet, but a lot of these betting sites are down for obvious reasons because no one's manning them. <laughs> well, I will be having a betting service for for, for people through. Uh, there we go. Yeah, we'll find one for you. Speaking but, speaking yeah, with with, with my app developer go now. Might be undermanned, so Robbie will figure it out for us. Yeah. No, I. And I will say, Blake Saint Clair, um, if Habib does win twenty nine zero in MMA, yeah, he'll be up there, a Muslim superstar. <laughs> In his own area, I would say he would be just as famous as, as all he was in his region of the world. No doubt. That would be and fucking And GSP sick. avenged his losses, by the way. Those are not blemishes. He, he avenged every loss he ever had, 26-2. and two. So he never lost twice to a fighter, and he's even with everyone he fought or better. And that That's why is he's the greatest fighter of all time. That's why you're a damn good fucking reporter, one of the greatest combat yes. reporters of all yes, time. Yes, he beat both mats. He lost to two guys named Matt and beat them both back. Matt Hughes and Matt, Matt Sarah. Yep, but I was about to say Sarah and Hughes. Both of them later. In a, well, okay, Matt Hughes he might have lost to, but hey, you got the decision. <laughs> and that is why he writes for rumboys.com, ladies and gentlemen. That's why he's so fucking good at his job. It doesn't matter coronavirus, this motherfucker is still hey, man. killing shit. It's not my job. Data, get on it, get some fights. <laughs> Please. <laughs> Get something on TV. Um, something. I want to go ahead, utilize this time, make sure that you guys know that you follow us at Rumboy, spelled with a Z, N-E-T, on all social media platforms. Google me, bitch. Um, you can check us out on Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, Spotify. Make sure you leave us a five-star review on wherever you listen to us. Um, like, comment, subscribe on YouTube. Share the content. Share the content. Um... It, it, one of you can share it. It helps if all of you share it all at once. Also with that, I want to use utilize my time. And I want to state, happy motherfucking birthday. Happy dirty 30 to the homie Ronaldo Rodriguez, bro. Yo, I love you. I appreciate you, my brother. Man. Um, a rough one or a great one, depending on how you're feeling. <laughs> I mean, he's, he's trapped inside. We're all on lockdown right now. I mean, I can't even celebrate with him. So this is as close as I'm getting to it with him. Um, once this is all said and done, we're going to celebrate that dirty 30. We're going to get real fucking, real crazy, real loose. Um, but other than that, cheers to me. Cheers to you, all the Run Boys and Girls, what it do. Ronaldo, happy birthday, my dude. Dilly Dilly from the Run Boys crew. Be out of here. Peace. Happy B-Day, bro.